Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you find yourself in the world. It's time for WWW. What happened this week in the world, and what do we think about it? Ken H. Always coming to you from Houston, Texas. Welcome and have a great day. Good afternoon, good evening, and as always, we're glad you're here. Fastest 25 minutes in the podcast world. A little bit about what's going on, of course. Everybody is well aware of this week's tragedy. Yes, uh, unfortunately, we lost uh, Queen Elizabeth II. Her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth II died this week at the age of 96. So this show will be dedicated to that moment and that young young spry queen that took age uh, throne at 25 and continued all the way for 70 years as the longest serving monarch in the United Kingdom. So she died in Balmoral Castle and she died of course what seems to be just uh, elderly age but the woman worked absolutely every single minute. In fact just the day before she welcomed a new prime minister into office as she is commonly known. Now they changed the plans because of her illness and the way she was feeling to go up to Balmoral which is in Scotland. That's her favorite place and she vacations and stays there quite often and so they had already made plans that the prime minister elect uh, Truss would come up and do that uh, introduction in, in Balmoral. So she did and then the doctor said you must rest, you must rest and she laid down and apparently surrounded by Charles, Camilla and her sister uh, Princess Anne she passed away peacefully. Well let's talk a little bit about her. She was incredible. I've had the pleasure of being in London many many times and going to Buckingham Palace and standing outside the gates uh, as everyone does when you're in London and so it had some special memories for me being there so often and knowing uh, what's going on. Had the pleasure of meeting a couple of royals on the polo match uh, one or two times so uh, they are remarkable people and so it's a, a sadness that we all are feeling. Why are Americans so drawn up into the royals and the royal families and whatnot? It is quite clear that the Americans are fatuated, uh, infatuated with the royals and perhaps the drama or the intrigue or the excitement but we are very interested. They draw the most attention on royal f weddings and royal funerals and royal jubilees as we just celebrated. Uh, I've got plenty of people in my life that are British and certainly my boss is British and so he uh, and his wife had a, a, a marvelous jubilee party over the summer and I was there and it was quite fun and festive and I even have a picture standing next to a cardboard cutout of the Queen which I cherish now and so it is it is quite a tale but certainly you always think uh, certainly I know I do every time someone uh, passes away certainly either famous or non you you kinda wonder how what's your life been like how are they remembered how do people talk about them now that they're passing and so it's a very interesting thing so I really wanted to take a little bit of time and dive into so many of the things surrounding this uh, great lady. She uh, again 70 years on the throne. Her son upon her death immediately became a king. Uh, he is their first blood child. That is the way the succession talks and discusses. We'll go through the succession in the second half of the show. 
but again upon her death her eldest and heir to the, the throne is immediately now king and he has taken the title King Charles III and so that is the and his wife will become the queen consort so there's some things that we're going to talk about it's going to be a, a good show uh, a bit of a light-hearted show as well as a very uh, factual show I love these kind of details personally and so when uh, you know so we'll talk a little bit about her the succession uh, the queen consort what the world is at we'll talk about Charles we'll talk a little bit about Operation London Bridge We'll talk a little bit about uniforms. I've always been kind of fascinated with the uniform situation. We'll talk about how a king gets to be a king, but if the queen is the successing heir, the man, the male, the husband doesn't become king. It's an interesting little setup, but I think it's interesting, and so we'll talk a little bit about that. So let's get started. As Charles mentioned, uh, he had a great nine-minute uh, introduction uh, to the common world and to the world as King Charles III. On the death of my beloved mother, Her Majesty the King, is the moment of the greatest sadness for me and all members of my family, he said, quoting. We mourn proudfully the passing of a cherished sovereign and a much-loved mother. I know her loss will be deeply felt throughout the country, the realms, and the commonwealth, and by countless people around the world. Well, she was charming. Most every president of the United States had a chance to meet her, except for one. Uh, she had 12, I think it was, prime ministers working under her in her reign as queen. And so every, uh, except for Lyndon B. Johnson, I think, she met every president that we had. And I've read it and heard it that just about every single one of them enjoyed meeting her and was one of their highlights of their... Uh, presidency and it's a marvelous relationship of course it spans back so many years we go all the way back we came from there and we fought from away from them and yet we've stayed and they are probably the deepest and the longest ally America has and perhaps in fairness the most important ally that America has in the world because we stay and stand strongly together and so that's that's very special now, she died in Balmoral. Now, Balmoral Castle has a, a pretty rich history, of course, of, of being uh, her favorite. She would go up there quite often. She would be there quite all the time. That is her special place. It's her privately owned residence, and it's a remote highland area there of Scotland. And so she spent most of her past, in fact, the last two years, more times uh, there than at Windsor Castle, which is that uh, area west of London. So usually she goes about two months uh, near the holidays, so up around the holiday Thanksgiving Christmas season, she'll stay up there. There's a famous story that I'll share. It was on the news this week, and it's one of my all-time favorites, and it's just a classic for this. For this uh, everyone says that the queen has such a great sense of humor, and she was very charming, very smart, and a very good sense of humor, and so it was a, a great story that... An American was up in that, those highland areas and happened to stumble on the grounds. And he came upon a woman and a man. And he said to her, he said, oh, hello, I'm, I'm so-and-so from America, and I just wanted to, to say hello. I didn't mean to uh, scare you. She said, oh, no, I'm very familiar with this area. He said, oh, so you must be from here or here? She said, well, I've, 
I come up uh, quite often. I have a couple of months each year that I'm here, and I, I know the area very well. He said, oh, wonderful. Have you seen the queen? And she looked at her escort, and with a little smile, she said, well, I haven't, but he has quite often. And he said, oh, that's marvelous. Oh, that's great. Wait, wait. And he took out his camera, and he handed it to the queen and said, would you mind taking a picture of the two of us so I can share it with my American friends? She apparently said, no problem. She took the picture. And the man then said, well, let me get a picture with you and this young lady. And he said, okay. So they took a picture and went on his merry way. Now, nobody knows the ending to that story, but she has told that. The guy that was with her has told that story, and I heard that this week. What a fantastic story. And everybody, of course, wonders what his friends would say, what his friends did say when he showed the picture of him standing with the Queen of England. Unbeknowing to him, of course, probably a foolish moment for the rest of his life, but a great story and a fantastic testament to this woman's character. She talks so often about loyalty and, and her faithfulness to the people and the faithfulness to the role, and she instilled that in her children, and Charles continued to, to echo that theme in his speech of nine minutes, his, his unfounding, unwavering service to the people of the United Kingdom and of the Commonwealths and their, and their area. So it's going to be a, a good show. Buckle up, sit down, grab yourself some tea as we honor Her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth II. Travel Leisure Magazine, of course, is always going to get you to the UK and anywhere else, probably up to Balmoral, Scotland as well. Twelve issues for one year. You can have this fantastic magazine delivered right to your house for $29.99. That's 58% off the store price price because you're a friend of the show. www.travelandleisure.com backslash order today. If you want to talk to somebody, no problem. 866-737-8037. Travel Leisure Magazine will get you to London and many, many more places in the world. As we honor Her Majesty, let's get started. I've got a full schedule of things I wanted to share with you and kind of highlight some things, certainly uh, some things that are kind of fascinating to to perhaps Anne and all of us. So she did die at 96 years old. She was ailing, and for a lot of the last couple of months, plenty of her activities, you saw her at the Queen's Jubilee festivities as she celebrated 70 years on the throne in and around London. But there was many things that she couldn't do, and so she started to, it seemed, get a little uh, decline in her health over the last couple of months, and she even had a cane and some mobility issues, and that kept her away from some of those activities. But it came very quickly, and so that has occurred. And so Balmoral is about 800 miles away from London, in case you're a little trajectory. So Balmoral is about 800 miles away from London, and uh, that's kind of what where she passed away. Who succeeds the queen? Well, let's get into that. The Queen Elizabeth's death, Charles again immediately becomes king, and his wife 
becomes what they call the queen consort. Now, Elizabeth was very, very adamant and made sure in writing, and, and many, many months ago, she made sure that Camilla would be considered the queen consort, and she made that official because, of course, Charles was married to the very infamous Princess Diana, and that was a big drama that, that the, the Charles remarried 17 years after Diana's death. They were together 17 years, and so he, uh, he's been with Camilla at his side for these entire 17 years. But the queen made it adamantly clear, abundantly clear, that she would be called the queen consort. So that's the way that goes. And so, in her own words, it is my sincere wish that when the time comes, Camilla will be known as the Queen Consort and continues her loyal service. On the eve of her 70th anniversary uh, on the British throne, she made that declaration there. Now, what's the succession? So, after Charles, again, we go by bloodline. So, who is the firstborn no matter what sex? As you know, uh, loyal, faithful showers, uh, of course, we had Queen Maxima from the Netherlands here in Houston this week, and it was wonderful to get a chance to catch up. And so she is uh, the uh, queen because her husband, Willem Alexander, is the king of the Netherlands. Now, his mother was Queen Beatrix, and he was the firstborn. Now, he'll be king for quite a while, of course, he's a pretty young guy. But in fairness, he has three daughters, so immediately the Dutch will go back to queens, queens, queens. It looks like the opposite here. In the UK, as uh, Charles is now king, his firstborn through Princess Diana was, of course, William, Prince William, the oldest son. And then Will, William and Duchess Kate, uh, she has three children. And again, the first is another son. So the succession would go Charles, then Prince William, who will become... Uh, he would give his dad will give him a title again. He'll become the Duke of of, of, of Westminster. No, I don't want to. I'm going to come back to you. And so William's first, then Prince George is Kate and William's son. So he'll be next, and then Princess Charlotte. So they, uh, the royals will uh, certainly the British royals will not see another queen for quite some time, as there will be three men in the succession line. And then after Princess Charlotte would then be little Prince Louis, which again was William and Kate's uh, third son. So it all stays in William's family because of the children and then any kind of succession beyond that. So that's kind of what that is. What is a queen consort? Well, the queen consort in general is to support the king, of course. And she has duties of, let's say, opening hospitals, and she's going to be cutting ribbons and planting trees and unveiling official things. The Queen Consort, she will never, ever get involved in politics. That was a little interesting. The, the Charles was quite outspoken in politics while he was Prince Charles, but everybody was a little concerned, what's he going to be as King Charles? And certainly from his speech on, on uh, Thursday, he is actually quite adamantly going to be out of politics and step away from that. So that's very good. His mother was very much out of politics, did not make that uh, queen uh, status, uh, reigning queen status at all um, a situation for politics. So 
can Camilla become queen? Absolutely not. No. She'll never be a reigning queen, nor can she ever be. Members of the royal family who are born are the way that succession works. So again, you've got to be born in succession, as I just mentioned the succession line a moment ago, from birth. So Elizabeth was born queen because she was the first child of her father and mother, the king. So there have only been six reigning queens in British royal history since 1066. So that's the queen consort, that's the succession, and that's that. How about Charles? Charles is 73. Charles is the oldest person ever to become a British monarch. King William IV was only 64 when he was crowned in 1830, and Charles now will be crowned. He is king, but he'll be crowned king here in about three weeks. They're going to be a 10-day mourning period of the situation. So what exactly is Operation London Bridge? Well, you heard that expression right ago. All these um, high-level state officials, the presidents of the United States, have their code names and code family code words and operations of military exercises, Operation Desert Storm and these things. So they always have an, an operational word, and it's mainly because the military is going to be involved in so many of these operations, and so they give them those names. Operation London Bridge are the Queen's funeral plans. And so that became uh, known and started this week straight away. And so they put into to plan Operation London Bridge. There is actually, which is the 10-day period from the day after her death and then the funeral at Westminster Abbey where she'll be buried and then go on to St. George Chapel uh, and, and then be buried alongside her husband. So the way that's going to go, the funeral will be at Westminster Abbey, and they'll, she'll lie in state there, and then they'll have a commitmental service at St. George's Chapel and the burial in the royal vault of King George VI Memorial Chapel, and that's where the, king, the queen will lie next to her parents and her sister and, of course, be reunited with her husband, who she idolized. And that was a wonderful testament to their love as well. That he died, of course, at uh, April the 9th, 2021, so almost a year ago, a little over a year ago. Prince Philip was 99, and it was a big event because they had been together so long, and they were so, so proud, and a wonderful couple. He, of course, always at her side, and very, 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 very cool to see them together. Very cute couple, very, very nice. So the plans go like this. So there's uh, um, the, the funeral and, and what happens and then that's it. So here's the deal. At the moment the sovereign uh, death, her eldest son, Prince Charles, the Prince of Wales, where now William will become the Prince of Wales, he's already been declared the Prince of Wales, instantly becomes the monarch's 42nd monarch and William uh, he's the 42nd monarch since all the way back to William the Conqueror in 1066. So that's the way that goes. The new king will receive parliamentary motion and condolences at Westminster Hall, and then he'll depart on a tour of the kingdom to meet all of the people as king. The procession of the coffin will come from Buckingham Palace to the Palace of Westminster and take place there, followed by the service in Westminster Hall. And the queen will lie in state there at Westminster Hall. This queen's state funeral 
will be at Westminster Abbey and the day will be declared and I believe they've declared it next week September 19th and that'll be a day of national mourning and two minutes of silence she was 70 years on the throne again I just mentioned Prince Philip was at her side the entire time he lived 99 years the Queen was 96 so a long time together decades and decades he was steadily steadfast in his presence and he was always there behind the Queen thousands and thousands of events you saw him there British historians and commentators often say Philip was one of the keys to the Queen's enduring success as monarch she famously described him as her strength and stay at the couple's golden wedding anniversary 1997 the former Queen was 25 years old when she became Queen it was not expected that she would inherit the throne, but changed in December 1936 when her husband, when her uncle, King Edward VIII, abdicated the throne. If you don't watch the movie The King's Speech, you are missing out. That is an unbelievably cool movie. It is a great movie, and it tells this story of the abdication of Edward to not become king, meaning Prince Albert, the Duke of York became king, and that was Elizabeth's father. That's how she got there. She wasn't actually in the line, so that's the way that works. But she became the king's speech. you got to watch it. And she became the eldest child in line to succeed to be queen at the age of 10. And then when he died, she actually was in Kenya on a tour, and she instantly became the reigning monarch. Although in those days, there was not internet and high-speed travel so she didn't find out about it so quickly Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip had four children eight grandchildren and 12 great-grandchildren Prince Charles the Prince of Wales Prince Andrew the Duke of York Prince Anne the Princess Royal and Prince Edward the Earl of Wessex their grandchildren of course Prince William Duke of Cambridge Duchess Kate Prince Harry Duke of Sussex Duchess Meghan Princess Eugene Jack Brooksburg is her husband Princess Beatrix Eduardo Maple Mozzi is her husband Peter Phillips Zara Phillips and Tyndall Lady Louise Windsor and James Vincent Stern those are the children and the grandchildren and it's a it's a full story lots and lots of grandchildren we won't go over it. so it's just incredible how this works and unbelievable she worked right up until her days and some fantastic pictures so let's take a moment let's take a brief couple of seconds because this show is the fastest 25 minutes in the broadcast podcast world and I'm grateful you've been here quick question why do military why do the monarch men wear uniforms military uniforms well most of them have earned it but it goes all the way back to the 19th century now Charles was a rear admiral in the Navy and the vice marshal of the Air Force. He's also an honorary colonel for 17 regimes. You can never be queen if you weren't born into it. That concept goes all the way back to Queen Anne, 1702 to 1714. You'll never be king just because your wife is queen. That is the reason. So Elizabeth was born a queen, but if you know, it was always Prince Philip, her husband. He wasn't King Philip. Charles is king because he was born into it. 
and now Camilla is, of course, the Queen Consort. We honor Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. This is a very special podcast in lieu of the events that happened this week. We wanted to make sure all the details were correct. Everything we spoke about was in, in honor and reverence to this incredible reigning monarch who passed away this week at the age of 96. She was incredible. I was blessed to be in London and go to Buckingham Palace and see all that pageantry and all of that stuff. So we wish the family our best wishes and prayers. We wish the monarchy seems to be in great hands. Long live the king, King Charles III. We're all in this together, folks. WWW, what happened this week in the world and what do we think about it? This has been a tribute to Her Royal Highness, Queen Elizabeth II.